Let's head to the KRDO Newsline here at 537, joined by ABC News crime and terrorism analyst Brad Garrett in uh, continuing our discussion surrounding gun violence and uh, really as we've seen a number of tragic events this week, uh, starting off in East Lansing, even last night in El Paso, Texas. There's a lot to get into, but prevention, though, might be a much more complex of an issue than many people realize. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Andrew. So let's talk a little bit about this, you know, kind of looking at the causes of these mass shootings. A lot of people want to try and blame it on mental health, but is that really the best course of action? Well, I suppose it depends on how you define mental health or mental illness. But if you look at the studies where uh, they've done extensive interviews of surviving mass shooters, the, the, the belief is that 5% 5% or less would be considered severely mentally ill, which means, yes, of course they're troubled. They're angry, they're depressed, uh, they're saying violent things, um, they're, they're going to extremist or violent websites, um, they talk about harming people. I mean, all that's obviously very disturbing, but that doesn't mean that you're severely mentally ill. That means you're just big-time troubled. Um, and you know, the tricky part is the vast majority of people that even say harmful or hateful or even violent things never act on them. And so the dilemma for law enforcement is unless, Andrew, someone explicitly threatens an individual, a school, a building, whatever it might be, it's really tough to get in front of them. And if you think about the literally millions of people in this country that fit some version of the profile I just threw out about being isolated, angry, uh, depressed, uh, sort of revenge-driven against bosses, spouses, whomever it might be. That's a lot of people, and it's not realistic that anybody could keep up with them. So I think the best we can do, because the reality is we're just not going to address you know, the 400 million guns that are available. And I I get why people don't want to talk about the Second Amendment, and I don't want to talk about it. It's just sort of a reality from a person who studies crime every day that it's the ready availability of all those millions, hundreds of millions of firearms, why we have more mass shootings, why we have more gun homicides, gun suicides, I mean, nobody can touch us when it comes to mass shootings as far as volume is concerned, and it's, it, it comes down to that. If, in fact, we are not capable for a thousand different reasons in addressing uh, the number of weapons, is then you have to look at things that might help. And I know some folks don't like this, even red flag laws, where you can temporarily remove guns from people that have threatened to harm others or themselves. There's a thing called violent prevention programs where you use people from communities that grew up in troubled communities to go in. This is less so for mass shooters, but but just to reduce gun violence. Um, Facilitating schools to create an environment where kids will come forward or people that work in factories will come forward and tell you about things that they're seeing in a fellow classmate or worker that, you know, is at the very least is troubling. It may not be they're going to become a mass shooter. It's a, it's, I suppose it's identifying people. I could go through a list of about 20 things, of which a lot of them look like they would be helpful, 
like metal detectors and increased security bulletproof glass, I understand why we put them in schools. Do they really slow down mass shooters? And the answer is no. And, you know, the same could be said, you know, too, you mentioned, you know, like the red flag laws. Of course, we have those in Colorado and we're dealing with it even here in our own backyard. The uh, suspect in the Club Q shooting could have been a candidate for that, but there were ways to uh, fall through the cracks and needing that family participation. But also we've seen it in other crimes as well. And, you know, using uh, maybe protection orders as an example that that's really just a piece of paper and it's not going to prevent somebody who has intent from doing anything. And that could be the same for a lot of these uh, potential gun legislations as well that uh, really you could make any law you want, but it's at the end of the day, a piece of paper and you can't actually change somebody's heart or intent if that's the path that they're choosing. It, it, uh, it, you're exactly right. It all boils down to, I mean, I understand politicians, are, it's limited, right? I mean, they can't, you know, they don't have a magic wand to change things. So they go to things that they could make into laws. I think some uh, well-intentioned but not well thought out. But the point being, it, 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 this is why it becomes, Andrew, what I call a local, local problem. That if the if the parents, if the plant manager, you know, if whomever, um, the school teacher, the principal, is not aware of kids that are, you, you see red flags. Again, doesn't mean they'll be a mass shooter, but they're it's a troubling situation. They're, you know, talking in very violent ways. They've radically changed their dress, which is obviously fine. But if you add to it things like the websites they're going to, the things they're saying to the other kids, the constant discussion about firearms and using firearms, I mean, somebody needs to talk to those kids. And somebody needs to, if they can, figure out a way to help redirect them. Again, that's not perfect. But what I'm saying is, that's what stops mass shooters, not new laws. Mm. And, and unfortunately, we've seen in a couple of cases where uh, it, there was more protection uh, given uh, by the adults surrounding uh, some of these kids, uh, young people, I shouldn't say they're all kids, but uh, and, and we've seen that in, in some of the incidents that have become public. Uh, I wish we could talk more about this, Brad Garrett, but we're out of time and I know you've got things to do, but ABC News crime and terrorism analyst Brad Garrett breaking down uh, the very complex discussion when it comes to gun violence.